buttery yellow popcorn. So light and fluffy, you'll get carried away. Only the best quality corn. Welcome back to Buttered Pop, the podcast where we talk about the TV and movies that keep our fingers buttery and our eyes glued to the screen. I'm Armin. And I'm Anthony, a.k.a. Not That Dude. You are Armin, a.k.a. The Podfather. Oh, I love it. (laughs) A.k.a. Maestro, a.k.a. The Mayor. Yo, yo, look at you, flipping the script. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. And I'm with AKA Pink, AKA, AKA DJ Slauson, AKA, AKA Lando, AKA Old Lando. AKA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. I'm, I'm, it's a wrap. It's over. It's, it's over. over. It's over. It's done. We're done. It's over. It's a wrap, baby. We always said this podcast would end when we have all the nicknames we ever needed. It's over. It's done. It's a wrap, dude. This is the the last episode of Buttered Pop Uh, in the can. So let's make it a good one. I like the Podfather. I think you've busted that out before. No, I I haven't. In the official capacity. You haven't? You haven't? I don't think so. Not at home, man. You would have remembered if I I christened you the Podfather. Fair enough. I like it. Hey, it's the anniversary of The Godfather. It's the Dude, 50th. So there you go. There's, there's a lot of anniversaries this year for movies, man. Oh, that reminds me. We probably should cover the show about The Godfather, the making of, the called Ooh. The Offer. Have you heard of this? I have. I have. Man. You're not interested? I now, we'll talk uh, about it later. We'll talk about we, it another time. I, I'll just say I'll just say it like this. I've only watched Godfather once. I've only watched Godfather 2 once. It's not a movie that like I need to see more than once. Even I, if you're you don't need to see the series again, you may be interested in the you know dramatic yeah. retelling of how the production came together. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's gonna no, suck. I no, have no idea. That, that kind of stuff is always fat. I do I do enjoy those those stories. Cause like usually when when it's a movie, well, usually there's always a crazy story behind it. Like, right. like, I mean, there's a story. There's a crazy story behind every production. It's nothing ever is goes according to plan. So it's like, all right, let's. I, I you're right. I, I I stand corrected. People see the two hour product and don't realize the thousands of people that had to work on it. They don't realize the like years and years and years often of work yeah. that went into every movie. Wow. It is crazy and madness unappreciated as i as i as i sit here in the post-production offices of one such film (laughs) you know like i you uh, get it i understand i understand man the the effort there's there's efforts of a ton of people who you'll never ever know absolutely uh, so I, i i do really appreciate those stories but uh yeah man i mean look i'm here's my thing i'm down to give every show a chance like, I'll watch. I'll watch an episode. If it's not my thing, it's not my thing. But I'm. I, I like to consider myself a very, very like open-minded viewer of of contents. On that note, uh, let's kick off uh, with Moon Knight, uh, which just uh, premiered. So that's a show where it's a Marvel gig. Uh, you know me and my Marvel shit. 
Uh, but to be honest, man, I like, I didn't really like, I don't know who Moon Knight really is. Like, I know a lot of people do not necessarily like my guy. I don't, I don't know much about him. So I'm kind of like with a lot of people here on this one. I mean, it starts Oscar Isaac as the titular Moon Knight. Um, so that's a big name at least. Oh yeah. Awesome. I mean, it's, you know, and, and from what I read, he's only, he's only signed a contract for one season for like, he's only signed a contract for this show. So that's pretty telling. I mean, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Either they're doing something different or this is like Marvel playing 4D chess with us. But uh, it's about it's about this guy. Um, man, I don't even I don't even remember the names. Uh, Steven. Steven. Right. And he's a he is a clerk at a museum um, and a gift shopist, as he a, as he says, a, a gift, gift shopist in the UK. And the exhibit deals with Egyptian gods and uh or the egyptian pantheon as it were and but it, it it opens up with this dude like literally attached to his bed um and over the course of the episode you find out it's because he's got a, a second personality and this personality is of a cold stone cold ass hitman but he's mystical and um you know there's a there's a moment where you kind of see there, there's they do some really cool stuff in this premiere where like you know, you have the main character, Steven, and then he like he it's time skips ahead and he's in the middle of a crazier situation and then it keeps repeating the same cadence. And it's really cool because, you know, like the he finds himself in a crazier situation after crazier situation, and then you know, he wakes up in his bed, but it's like two days later and he's like, Oh God, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And then, you know, then things start to unfold and then you realize that he is, you know, this other person is like, this is kind of how he operates. And uh, the bad guy in the show is played by Ethan Hawke. Right. Uh, who is very creepy. Yeah, he, he seems like some sort of cult leader. It's hard to say right now, but there's like this town of people that basically uh leave their fate up to him from what we understand uh he basically uh with the tattoo of a scale that is like sort of sentient like it can sense an individual's uh morality yeah whether whether or not they've done bad things right um if the person, if the scales tilt one way to show they're bad, then he kills them. <laughs> if yeah, they I mean, tilt another way and they're good, he doesn't. Uh, it's sort of intense. I don't know much about him so far, yeah. uh, but just to like bounce off what you were saying about Oscar Isaac's character, Moon Knight, Steven, Mark, that was another name he had. Mm-hmm. I didn't that like was... how they did the reveal. Yeah, because... oh, that was that was really cool. They had they had some restraint with it, which uh, I, I think hasn't necessarily been. The, the Marvel strong suit as of like, you know, I guess of the later Marvel things. Um, but uh, I mean, it's, it's cool. I'm going to keep watching, but, but the, actually hold on a pause. The coolest thing about the show, my boy JB, he's a writer's assistant on it. Shout out JB Ballard. Um, hella talented writer. Cool as fuck. Um, love to see him doing his thing. He's got another show coming out. Also Marvel. Um, the blurs are taking over. It's really <laughs> cool to see. Uh, so yeah, shout out him. Um, so this is actually a show that like 
to be honest with you, like I don't know much about it, but I have to, I kind of have to support. Also, there's a, there's a security guard in the show who's named JB after my buddy. Oh, because, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, a little inside baseball shit. So I like the way that like when Oscar Isaac's character would disassociate and become the Moon Knight, we wouldn't see it throughout the whole first episode until the very end. So that's the reveal, yeah. right? Yeah. But that was cool. But honestly, Pink, and this is going to be so on brand for me and you're going to probably poo-poo me for this, but yeah. I'm exhausted by superhero shit i am Dude, so listen, tired listen. You, you know what origin I, stories and superhero films here's my thing i am too at this point no way like, you really are like, i'm starting i'm really starting to get exhausted man because like I, I i get it like it's it's comic books it's the house of ideas and there are like so many there's so many characters right but like it's I think I think there's an element of like you're getting so granular at this point with like these characters, right? You know, you have a Miss Marvel show coming out. Um, the, that's Kamala Khan. You have uh, you have this, right? But like, where you know, and I'm switching companies, but where where's the Nightwing show, right? The real Nightwing show, not Titans, but like. The real Nightwing show, you know what I mean? Like, where is the 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 real Robin show? Not this like moody, hyper dark Snyder esque Robin. You know what I mean? Like, where is um? I mean, where's where's the like Fantastic Four is coming? But good lord, man! It it, like it shouldn't have taken this long for the first family to of comics to fucking be here, and and instead we're kind of going down the list. And, you know, I mean, maybe that's, that's just kind of my whole thing, you know, like I don't know about Moon Knight and I'm kind of not one of the cool kids anymore. I used to, (laughs) I used to be one of the cool kids where I was like, oh yeah, that's such and such. That's such and such. And I don't know. So your problem with it is that it's too obscure. uh, It's, I feel like, I feel like they're, they're just, I feel like there's a degree of them kind of milking it. You know what I mean? Milking the comic book connectivity so much. And I mean, I get it. Like that's that's their shtick and they do it really, really well. And because they have done it so well, I mean, like, look, let's be honest, right? When 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 Iron Man first came out, no one pe- most people were like, Who the fuck's Iron Man? You know what I mean? Like right. like and and look what they did with that. They they literally now Iron Man is literally a household name alongside Captain America and all the originals. You know, so it's like it's like I know they have the ability to do it, but at this point there is definitely a level of like, okay, what are we really doing here? You know what I mean? Like like and and, and it is what it is. But I, I guess that's also part of like why the the medium of TV, like why it's a TV show and not a movie, right? If it were a movie be a different story but you know it's a and i think and i don't know maybe maybe there's an element of maybe it doesn't maybe it shouldn't be a series maybe it should be a movie i don't fucking know uh, my instinct would say it'd be worse to be a movie but pink my honest opinion is that i feel like with these superhero movies i am bill murray in groundhog day i am (laughs) i'm andy samberg in palm springs and you know what it is about those situations when you're what reliving the same thing over and over again is that it's kind of cool in the beginning, right? It's not bad. 
It's like what yeah. Andy Samberg said. I got to live the same wedding in, in Palm Springs and have a good time. And after, what was it, like 10,000 times going through the same exact day over and over again, he wanted out. I yeah. am the I am Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. I am Andy Samberg in Palm Springs. I want out. And this isn't like a fully formed argument yet, but it's something I'm kind of coming to right now as we're talking about this because you did mention comic books and graphic novels and they are so rich and i wonder and this is just again not a fully formed argument yet something i'm coming to as we're talking i wonder if there are just limitations to the medium of film and tv that like make it so that we can't just do superhero movies 10 times a year and make it be okay because we've even talked about it. I think we said it on a recent pod where it's like, yeah, it's always better when it's a book. I think it yeah. could be true for comic books as well. Because comic books, they have a lot of flexibility. They go crazy places. Like people don't realize the wild places that like Marvel, you know, goes in the comic books, like the multiverse stuff. And they they're doing it with the films to a degree, but film and TV always have some limitation. There's only so much you could do. Um, whereas like usually with the written word, you could just get like deeper into the psyche and you could just get way crazier with the concepts and just more experimental with it. Um, yeah. Like I know with um, what is it? Is it uh, not Black Widow? No. What's her name? Um, the character in Avengers, but she's like a Fox property and they had to rename her for the Avengers or they oh, uh, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch. Her role in the comic books, from my understanding, is outrageous. Just like shape shifting the universes and I mean, doing all she, sorts of shit. She literally, you like, yeah. I mean, look, it, it, if you want to, if you want to do that, to TV and film is what I'm trying you, to say. If you want to, of course. I mean, but like, here's a, a counterpoint to that. Most people thought that you could never do an Avengers movie. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 it happened. You know, I didn't think it was going to happen, and I'm a well, fan. I'm not saying they can't do. It. I'm just saying that we don't need to see it 90 times. Like, it was nice. It happened. It was fun. I mean, as long as as long as it's making money, that this is this is one thing that I'm yes. as long as it's making money, they're going to keep doing it. As long yes. as as long as people are paying for Disney Plus memberships, as long as as long as kids are out there buying merch, as long as you know, as long as it's on in the public consciousness. It's gonna, they're going to keep making money off. They're going to keep doing them. I'm and, talking about my own taste and my own personal <laughs> preference, and I'm just exhausted. No, I, dude, I, as a fan, I'm starting to get there. T- as as an actual fan who loves this shit, you know me. Like, I'm starting to get kind of exhausted too. Like, not just with Marvel. Well, I mean, we talked about it with Obi Wan, right? Like, I'm kind of right. like, eh, I'll watch it, but I'm not. I'm not hype. But they they need to maybe you know, put their foot on the brakes a little bit, but it won't happen because profits over everything. Right. Um, let's move on to the next show. Minx. Minx. Let's talk about episodes five and six. I haven't seen six. I just saw five. Okay. So Uh, actually, no, I, I I did see, I don't know, man. It was a weird thing with my, with the (laughs) HBO max, but I, we've watched an episode and then like it kept going. I was like, wait, there's a new episode. Five was the mafia episode, and then six was the one where should I say no? Uh, oh yeah, where they go to the school. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, okay, yeah. Uh, so, so five. Uh, what happens? Five. 
they see a birth control ad in the magazine the and and uh there's a birth control magazine and uh birth control ad in the magazine and then literally you find out that the magazine is low-key bankrolled by the mob so not like, bankrolled but oh, distribute distribute yeah right. i think they probably and, have some deal and they distribute it for a good little fee <laughs> and so and so uh, I, i'm just gonna call him nick <laughs> <laughs> nick miller and Nick and Nick and Doug. and the, Doug. Doug Nick Doug whatever four letter, four letter names yeah four letter white dude names like it's fine <laughs> uh, they he goes to the mob the the mob boss's house with um, God damn it uh, uh, Joyce right is it Joyce Pro, Pro, what's her last I I, I feel like Prodder is her last name oh uh, Prigger Prigger yeah he, she goes there with Prigger. And then, like, they have this really cool moment where Joyce, like, like learns how to manipulate him into doing – into, like, you know, from the, from the housewives who she kind of, like, turned her nose down at because they were being housewives. And, like, it was really interesting because this episode, like, is a very stark juxtaposition of the next episode, which is, like – she has a conversation with someone who was like at the start was pretty much who she was. And so to see her sort of change her perspective and be like, yo, you guys are taking yourselves way too fucking seriously. I'm like, yo, this is some really cool character development here. And it's happening all very organically. Um, I'm, I'm kind of broad strokes in it, but um, I, it's, I mean, I, I really enjoy the show. It's like, it's lighthearted. It's really well-written. Um, the story is, is, is very like, it's compelling. Um, and it's, you know, I, I also really dig the fashion. I tell anyone, I tell anyone who will listen, like if I were alive in the (laughs) seventies, that would be the shit, bro. (laughs) Afros, fucking loud colored suits. Like I'm in there, bro. Okay. I know what to get you for your birthday. (laughs) I'm going to get you one of those button-up tees, those really colorful prints. You know, I just oh, need I'm, I'm here for it. I need it, to go to a vintage shop and find you just the best print possible. Um, I, I love it, too. I heard Jake Johnson talking about the show, and he said, you know, aside from, like, the really good social commentary and, like, interesting, you know, thematic stuff going on with, with the show, he's like, at its core, it's this workplace comedy. Yeah, And now I can't stop watching it through that lens. It really is a workplace comedy that is doing a lot more than just being a workplace comedy. Um, but with that as its spine, it it's so successful. And it's a great foundation to have that I think we all relate to because we've all worked, you know, in... Yeah an office setting or something similar. And this is definitely not a classic office setting. No. <laughs> we've had colleagues that have like interesting, you know, characteristics. Um, and we're very familiar with it. Like, even if we didn't do it ourselves, we've watched yeah. it on TV forever. Oh yeah. Like, for sure. Everyone has seen a workplace comedy. So it's got that spine to it, but then it builds off of that. Like, like you're saying with, you know, Joyce's, character evolution in just six episodes to go from someone who was very dogmatic very rigid in her belief system and now she is a little more fluid and 
starting to see more of a gray area. Uh, you have Doug, you know, who is, I think, a, a complicated character to say the least. You know, we already know he has he's stolen complex. from his own business. You he's know, complex. yeah, he but he has a good complex. soul. You know, he's teaching the mafia, you know, why they shouldn't be bigoted right. for many reasons. Um, and he's talking about workplace diversity and inclusion in the early 70s, right? Which, you know, yeah. it's not preachy. I just love it. Like like you, you said, it was it's lighthearted. I think it's so clever, so light, funny, digestible. I love that they're releasing it, by the way, two episodes at a time. We had a yeah. conversation a few episodes ago about, like, experimenting with streaming and like yeah. let, like release shit uh in different ways than than we're used to or like go for two seasons or three seasons instead of a limited series or a classic five season yeah. run like i love the two episode drops because honestly for like a 25 minute you know episode uh, per episode show i would be way too hungry to watch the next episode if they just dropped one a week oh, so yeah, like for sure giving for me sure. the two a week like keeps me engaged and not like kind of like losing interest right like i love yeah. that about about the, this show as well so i think they're doing a smart job of you know even just releasing it and marketing All it right. you know? aside sure. from the fact that the content is great um yeah man i mean and also you you got to talk about the side characters right because like you've got you've got um Doug's secretary i i don't remember the characters names uh, Tina, you got, Tina, yeah. you got Doug's, you got Doug's secretary. You got the photographer dude. Uh, yes. you, got, you got the ditzy blonde girl who's actually a lot smarter than anyone gives her credit for. And then you have Joyce's sister, and like they they play this like background cast of characters, but they all are like they're all a hell of a lot deeper uh, than than like than you would think. I mean, my, one of my favorite moments, like it literally, I like I laughed out, I laughed so hard. Uh, it's the end of one episode and Doug shows up to the bar and Tina, his, his secretary shows up and he orders a, a pina colada and a whiskey neat. And, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, like I didn't think much of it. And then when she shows up, she takes the whiskey and pounds it. And then he's sipping on the pina colada. And I was like, the, the, that's such a funny fucking detail. Like I, I, I love that so much. And to your point about the side characters, how they're so much deeper than you expect. So you have Joyce's sister, Shelly. And I think in comedies like this that are like 20 to 30 minutes long, usually these side characters are one dimensional. But Minx does this great job of this like drip character development, I'm going to call it. I just coined that. I've never heard it before. Maybe it's a thing. But I mean, I'm calling it drip character development because you meet her. And she's a housewife and she is bombarded with housewife duties that are like rote and monotonous to her making the dinner, right? Like the, mm -hmm. I think it's pot roast or whatever it is and yeah. taking care of the like kid who's like an arsonist or something. I forget like the kid did something yeah, and he got in trouble with school and she's bored, right? But this is all done in a drip fashion. It's not like thrown at you all in once and it's mm -hmm. not overly preached that yeah. Shelly needs something to do. Mm -hmm. She's there as Joyce's sister, and they have organic conversations that lead you to learn a little bit more about her. Oh, yeah. And you see that she wants more excitement in her life. You see that this feminist magazine with these 
articles about feminism, but also nude, sexy men really excites her. And like, this is like piquing her interest and like getting her out of her box. Yeah. And we see in this last episode or the episode before she gets arrested. I think it's the last episode. She gets arrested and she's in jail. And, um, the blonde that you're referring to the assistant, she's like, wow, you're just like so chill and cool. Like, why are you so chill and cool? Like all of your friends at the school could have seen you and they could be judging you. These, like, these are your, you know, kids, like friends, parents, like they were in the PTA or whatever. Um, and, and now like, they're going to think badly about you. And she goes, and Shelly, Joyce's sister says something like, I can't tell you the last time I got in trouble. Like this really makes me feel good and it feels natural. And you, and you buy into that part of her character development because that's what it's all been leading up to, right? That this is what she's looking for. This is what she is seeking. It is being a part of this community and like stepping out of her box and she's doing it right. She got arrested for selling porno. (laughs) Fucking brilliant, man. It's Um, it's so well done. I love it. I'm such a fan. I'm such a fan. Me too. Me too. Now you mentioned drip character, right? Or drip storytelling. Drip yeah. character development. That's what this I'm next it. show we should talk about. If that was drip character development, this <laughs> show is like breaking the dam. No, no, it's beyond breaking. It's beyond. <laughs> di- it's like it's like less than a dip. Talking about severance, man. Oh, I thought we were going in the winning time. No, okay, dude, yeah. I. I, I, I <laughs> No, it's severance, man. Like, this show is frustrating. Wow. We were just on it's, opposite ends on this show. This show is frustrating, man. Like, I get it. I know why people say it's good. But, like, it's frustrating. Because, like, personally, you know how we were talking about um, how you mentioned how, like, in in Minks, like, you know, um, it took, like, it took six episodes for Joyce's character to fucking have some character growth and shit. Right. Like I feel like it was paced very well. My issue with severance is it's pacing. I know some people love this slow burn shit, but like there's a such thing as too slow, you know? And like, I know everyone was raving about episode seven and like, all right, it was cool. Like the first, the first like five minutes of episode seven were fucking great. Like, I was like, yes, shit's happening. It's going down. And then, like, and then, like, it kind of, like, tapered a little bit. You know what I mean? And then, and then in the, and then, I don't know. I feel like you would do it, you would do it much more justice about telling us what happens. But, uh, I mean, I'm just going to give my overall thoughts real quick. And then, yeah, you can I mean, dive in. listen, this is a podcast that is going to have spoilers if you've seen it. So, you don't need we don't need to go over the plot. If you've seen Severance, you're listening to this part of the show. Yeah. So you know I mean, what happened. Yeah. I mean, the, the episode 7 opens up with a murder. Yeah, it's, um, it's you know the 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 head security dude gets gets shanked by this by the by or got bludgeoned to death by like this person who decides to meet um Mark S out of out of work. And then, you know, it kind of leads him on this whole path to galvanize the his people in um, in MCR. That's what it's called, right? MDR, yeah. MDR, whatever. Clinton, Marina Del Rey, what up? Um, and they like they they you know they're like, uh, was this the episode? Was that the episode? 
no, was that the episode where the 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 black dude uh, gets woken up at home, or was that the previous episode? Was that six or was that seven? At the end of six. Okay, so I think he gets woken up at home. So yeah, they it's it deals with the fallout of that, um, and then everyone kind of. So the middle. That's why I'm surprised. The middle is intense too, because you, that's when you get the dance party, and in the dance party, Zach Cherry attacks um, yeah. Mr. Milchick. Um, which has its own consequences. The ending is shocking because you find out that Gemma is Miss Casey. It's a pretty explosive episode. Yeah, it is. And uh, the, also the Gemma Miss Casey thing is very, that's like a, uh, that's one of those like so subtle you miss it things. I feel like, I feel like in, in, in this kind of storytelling, there, there's a line, there's a line that, that you walk, right? And too much on the, too much on the, like, too much on the hold it back side is just as bad as like fucking let everyone know what's going on. You know what I mean? And like, I, I think, I think sometimes the show does a really good job of like, like the show obviously does a really good job of building up the mystery and like making you want to know more, but it also like, I feel like there's, there's sometimes it, it's almost too clever for its own good where it's like, where it's like, Oh, we're going to hold you back just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Or it's like, you know what I mean? And and sometimes it's not enough. Sometimes it's too much all at once. Um, I'm in complete disagreement, by the way. I just I have to say it for our listeners so they know that. I, 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 know you're, I, know you're, I know you disagree. I know you, know, I know you know. I have to make sure our listeners know I am not co-signing anything know, you're saying. They know too, bro. That's fine. We can fine. have first-time listeners, though. I have to make I, sure. But, but I mean, look, I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm here. I'm like, I'm about to watch the finale. I'll, I'll tell you this. Like the end of episode eight was actually really good. Uh, it's, it's such, it's, it's also like the imagery is very, very like abstract and bizarre. And like, I don't know. It's, it's like, it's like watching, um, it's like watching like a fucking avant-garde, like, like. It's like watching like an avant-garde movie from Europe from the 70s almost. Like it's just it like there's a scene where they plot they plot to pretty much awaken all the characters or they plot to awaken up most of the characters outside of Lumen and um I forget the dude's name but he stays behind to do it. He gets a waffle party and he goes in has some waffles then he gets like a strip tease by these people in masks of like I'm assuming there's a, these are people uh, close to the loom to the to the founder's family. What's what's his name? I, uh, Kia. Kia. It, they could they could even be those um, permanently severed people like Miss Casey is right. Um, you know so they only come like, out for very specific tasks, and it's just like. And it's just like, man, this is, uh, it, it was just really weird. Like it was, it was like unsettling almost, you know, like, um, I'm obsessed with this show. I have I, to just I say, know you, are. It's you love it. High concept. I think every element is perfect. There's not one thing no. I wouldn't give it a plus pacing, a plus uh, acting, a plus imagery, a plus I dialogue, also, a plus. I, I also am in not love. the biggest, I'm also not the biggest Adam Scott fan. So like. It's, you know, I don't know. It's look, I, I, I don't hate it, but like, I definitely, it's definitely not like, oh my God. I think but he's I do, a very good actor, but I don't know if you've seen Parks and Rec or Party Down, but I, I do, think. I do want to find out what happens. So let's just put it like that. But, but I mean, look, the finale is coming out this week. 
Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they're able to stick the landing. I mean, I'm, I, I think what I, I need to do is like get one of the people I know that are just obsessed with the show. So I could like geek out for one episode of butter pop on how much wow. I love this. Show. Wow, dude, you, I'm getting ousted. Yeah. No, wow. no, permanently ousted. I just need one episode where we could like talk about the gorgeous cinematography, how like, I don't know if you saw this shot, but oh my gosh. At, in Adam Scott's home, Marcus's home, they did a bifurcated shot and they do this nonstop where they do this like really beautiful, subtle allusions to their consciousness. You know, like it was this shot of him in the kitchen and the center of the screen is cut off to his hallway. So you see him lit up mm-hmm. in his kitchen and then the other half of his home is just dark. You know, there's just no, I mean, no lighting. They do that constantly. I, I, I know you hate the imagery of the show. I think no, it's so smartly done and just so powerful and profound, almost. Let's like, let's can I can I can I pause for a second? Just like it's not that I hate it. I don't hate it, but it's very minimalist. And I don't. I I as a, as a taste thing. I, here's my my show. It's my reaction to the show is more about taste, not quality. Does that make sense? Like I, I, I appreciate what it does. I'm very, very into the mystery and it has, it does a, it does a minimalist style very, very well. Like, the, and, and you're right. There is some really smart visual storytelling going on, which I appreciate. And I think that's, I know, I, I know I was kind of like, it's bland and, but there's some, there's some stuff that's actually really very, very visually powerful. And I think that does go to, it enhances the story it's telling you know what I mean? It's but it's as a tasting, it's just kind of it's there's a little too much that's like not necessarily my jam and and like I, I think that's where I'm at odds. Like I'm I don't like minimalist shit. You know me, dude. I like I like bombastic right. in your face stuff, which which is ironic because this next show we're gonna talk about <laughs> is all of that. And you love it just as much as I do. It's winning time. It's honestly, I love this fucking show, man. Like, it's only getting better with each episode. It's, ah, uh, this episode, man, like, it, the, if the last episode touched on, like, this, the, the fucking absurdity of Jerry West and his, and his sort of, like, uh, and his sort of, like, biggest part is demons this episode dealt with kareem and why he why he is the way he is and a lot of it deals with the fact that he has his weight on his shoulders about needing to be more than a basketball player and you know it 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 tracks his journey through through islam and and how that that put him at odds with his family how he was meant to be more how he needs to be more of an example and not just a ball player. You have him at odds with magic. Who's this young flash in the pan guy. Who's like, who's style and smooth and charisma. You know what I mean? And like, uh, and it takes, and it takes Spencer Haywood's character played by Wood Harris of the wire. Avon When he showed up, I was like, what up Avon? Uh, like, he shows up and him and, and Kareem is like, yo, dude, like we need to be more than this. And then Spencer Haywood's character is like, bro, I tried that and it, it, it was terrible. And if I had to do it all over again, I probably wouldn't have like, you know, and, and he kind of talks, he kind of like talks some sense into Kareem. But, and then by the end of the episode, he's like, Kareem is like, yo, magic, let's let us, 
let our powers combine. You know what I mean? And then and then next thing you know, they're like, it's magic and Kareem, baby. Like it's it's so I mean, like, and and then and it's then the, also not bun enough either. We know there's still gonna be like a roller coaster journey ahead, you know, oh, for which sure. is what I love. For sure. And and I think I love the way that the show plays with our expectations, right? Like, because if you know any of the history, like you know what's coming. And to see how it how it takes this narrative bent. Because obviously some of the events are, are sensationalized and right. and 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 spruced up for, for TV and shit. But uh, you know, there's that. But then also, I mean, it would all fall apart if the on the court action sucked and it does not. That like, skyhook bro, for the game winner was that was the gorgeous. that was such a good skyhook. Like, yo, this guy crushed it. And, and they, I love the angle. It was just beautifully shot. It looked like a statue, just majestic. I mean, oh man, the slow then, mo in that moment. You have all the lights oh, flashing. Yeah, it was perfect. And I then, and that then shot. You, you got all these moments. And then, I mean, yeah, dude. The, technically, they're doing some really cool stuff with it. I still love the differing formats of of like video. It like. It gives it a personality. Shout out to the homie Darren Nim. He worked on this as a as an AC. So my guy Darren Nim, shout out to you. Uh, keep doing your thing. I hope you and I can work together in the future. Uh, no man, it's it's also really cool to just see like friends doing dope shit. You know what I'm saying? Like to being a part of this and and like also being a fan of it too is like it's really cool. Um, um, and then they, and then oh, but then they showed the fucking uh, then they showed like what's to come in the rest of the season, and I was like, take <laughs> my money, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, like up up my monthly subscription fee. I will Dude, fucking pay whatever yeah, to keep watching. I, anytime. <laughs> I'll be I'll be honest with you, like I almost want to be like, yo, I just want to binge this show, but like if I binged it, the level of enjoyment I get from it. Like I legitimately look forward to Sundays. Uh, yeah, me too. I was about to say you know? I look forward to winning time. It's such an event. Like this last Sunday, um, Camille and I were like, "Oh yes, tonight we're gonna watch Winning Time," and we're like gonna get the popcorn ready, the Let's buttered go. popcorn ready. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah. And then Kobe yeah, showed up pause. Pause, about pause. a surprise cameo when Kobe showed up. Oh dog, listen, man. Like they, there was so much shit, dude. That I was like, yo, these guys are fans and they fucking get it. But also, don't think I'm gonna let that dad joke slide. I'm the one that's supposed to be making dad jokes, <laughs> not you. I'm right? not far behind you, Pink. Trust me, I'm not <laughs> far behind you. No, but dude, I want to take a quick step back though and just say, like, we gotta appreciate how Lakers history is so absurdly dramatic on its own without even needing to be sensationalized that it's so easily mined for TV. Like there is obviously we know there's some stuff that's been sensationalized, but the core stuff, like all of the Dr. Buzz drama, all the Kareem magic stuff that happened. Yeah. Um, You also, you also can't even deny McKinney, Jack McKinney going into a coma that happened. I I remember reading articles like did Jack McKinney's uh, bike accident set off the course for the Lakers to become the Showtime Lakers? And then Pat Riley, he said himself, I think Jack McKinney could have won five or six titles himself if he kept being the head yeah. coach of the Lakers if he I didn't mean, get into the accident. Like, it's let's, crazy. Let's, the Lakers let's, history is crazy. Let's 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 also let's 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 keep it a, let's keep it a buck fifty really fast. Like the Lakers 
are the Lakers for a reason, right? They they are the franchise to which all other franchises are measured against. Um, not only with regards to their legacy as champions, most but, titles, but because of what they've what they've been able to do from a total entertainment standpoint. They are a brand beyond with that. They're they're a brand up there with the likes of like Ferrari. Or like it, it, you you hear Lakers and it and it presents an image, and like it's funny because like as a Clipper fan, everyone's like, everyone's like, well, what happens if the Clippers rattle off sixteen championships? That'll be phenomenal. That'll never happen. But like, they still won't be the Lakers, and like, there's a reason for that, and it's not just because the Lakers managed to win, but it's because it's for what they did for the culture of basketball, of entertainment for Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, and the NBA. I mean, look, there's the Lakers <laughs> were the first team to have cheerleaders, first team to have live music during the games, yeah. first team to introduce the front row seats. That used to be for the press. Yeah, the Lakers man. did a lot of stuff. I mean, come on, inventing courtside seats. Game changers, crazy. baby. Game changers, dog. But but that's that's all I mean, that's that's a part of it. Like you said, that's a part of the Lakers narrative. So like, but the fact that the show is so entertaining. Right. Is oh man, it it like it's great. Um, the show is executing, and it it didn't have to do that, right? Like, no, it it could have been bad. You know what I mean? It wasn't a given that it would be a good show. I just wanted to take a step back because we've been talking about all the technical elements, like the different cameras they've been using and all the great acting of Quincy Isaiah, et cetera, et cetera. But I wanted to just take a quick step back and just acknowledge the fact that Lakers history is so rich with right. drama. I mean, just keep going, right? Go to the nineties, go to the two thousands. You're going to have Shaq and Kobe, you know, even the, the recent era, look at all this drama going on now with the Lakers with LeBron and magic Johnson and, Rob Palinka and all this shit, right? And, My Jay point is, we- and, and Jerry West getting his lifetime seats revoked. But, it never, but this, it never stops with this team. You know what, you know what, dude? You know what I think you should do for one one time only for the finale? I think you need to bust out the fuck. I think you need to think we need to bust bust out the NBA pod for one night only. <laughs> we'll just turn this into the NBA pod for one night. I mean, if we as long as we use winning time as a jump off point. Also, really before we get out of here, WrestleMania yeah. was this weekend. So, you know, Stone Cold came back, gave a shit ton of stunners, drank some beer, drank some Steve Weisers, left. Uh I mean, you know, it's WrestleMania, I saw, baby. I saw Pat McAfee had this crazy move off the off the net did you see that Pat McAfee did, off it, the did ropes. a phenomenal he gets it he he understands the assignment he's really he has a really good wrestling mind I just uh, thought he was like Aaron Rodgers's buddy in podcasting and a former NFL kicker or punter or whatever and I didn't realize I mean, that he had look, those he, moves uh Cody Rhodes Cody Rhodes had a great you know he he showed up from AEW uh I mean it was like I I could talk about it don't want to but I watched it it was dope it, it's like you kind of have to watch it, you know, if you if you watched any kind of wrestling, whatever. Uh, that was this weekend, but this weekend, Michael Bay returns, baby, to the Cineplexes. Ambulance. Oh, it's gonna be. It's. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm probably more excited than I should be, but it's okay. It's playing at my local theater. I just have to walk six minutes to get there, so maybe oh, maybe I'll walk for a matinee. And uh, and catch it, <laughs> um, bro. Don't do that to yourself, man. Go go watch go watch everything everywhere all at once. 
Well, I'm watch- that for sure I'm watching. And we're probably going to talk about that next week. So for our listeners, join us yeah. next week. Watch everywhere, everything, all at once so you could listen to us talk about it. Uh, yeah, because we'll we, will, we will spoil the fuck out of that. And Severance Finale next week. Yep, yep, yep. And more Winning Time, more Minx, uh, maybe more Moon Knight. Uh, and we'll see what else is going on. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. Sonic, oh, the, Hedge- Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Atlanta is back. We'll talk. We'll talk post production. We got we got shit. We got shit going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. All right. Um, All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, As always, you know you got to follow us at butter Butter underscore underscore pop. pop. You got to follow pink at not that dude on the good eye jizzle. Uh, not that dude with a zero instead of a O on the tweet box. You can send me a smoke signal. You can fire me a paper airplane. You know what I mean? Like you can hit me with the fucking Morse code. I'm here. Where can they find you, sir? How about the PO box? So the what's the PO box number? Can oh, I man, can I send yeah. you a letter? <laughs> you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna hit you with the PO box next week. Do not play. <laughs> uh, you can follow me at Armin. Your feed on Instagram or Twitter, and uh, that's it. We we did it all. We covered it all. We we, we out, all the popcorn. We ate it all. The, the tub mm. is empty. All the butter is gone. Listen, the popcorn is never empty. The butter is <laughs> never gone. The popcorn's we, always popping. We keep it churning, baby. We keep it churning. Uh, so yeah, man. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace.